This is the Horse Radio Network. Our horses deserve the very best, and that includes the ground they walk on. Or at least, that's what they would have us believe. At GGT Footing, you can choose the perfect blend of arena footing that's just right for your barn or facility, no matter what discipline you ride. The friendly staff at GGT Footing will help assist you in developing a riding arena with a surface so amazing that you know it's the GGT difference. Take a step in the right direction today by visiting ggtfooting.com. And remember, good footing is safe footing. Welcome to the Leadline Podcast, the show where we believe that running your own horse business should feel less like a chore and more like the life you've always dreamed of. Join us as we share valuable advice on how to become more focused, more organized, and more profitable in your horse business. And now, here's your host, Mandy Flanders. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast, and thanks for tuning in today. You know, I was just looking at my calendar and realized that the month of March marks one full year of podcasting. I can't believe it. The show launched last March, and I've had such a great time recording all of the episodes and getting to connect with such amazing guests and listeners like you. So today we're at episode 28, and I want to start out by introducing this episode with a little bit of a backstory. Last October, which was October of 2021, I flew out to Scottsdale, Arizona to visit my husband who was on assignment there with his work. Now, I didn't have a lot to do during the hours he was on the job, so I threw a post out onto my social media and said, hey, does anyone want to meet up in Scottsdale? A few local ladies responded, and four of us all ended up meeting up for dinner. And one of those ladies was Lilo Reynolds, who is the owner of Cavalier Couture, a comfortable line of riding tights that was inspired by yoga and horseback riding. Now, that dinner was the first time that Lila and I had ever met in person. We'd been talking a little bit on Instagram, but that was it. So it was really great for us to just meet face to face. And afterwards, I really wanted to have her here on the show. Lila takes a unique approach to marketing her brand by intertwining important messaging about mental health, body positivity, and female empowerment into everything she posts online. So today in this episode, we're going to dive into what drives her passion and why she's chosen to market Cavalier Couture so transparently. We'll also talk about some of the ups and downs that she's experienced just in running an online e-com business. Oh, and by the way, there might be a discount code buried in our show notes for her products, so be sure to take a peek at that if you're thinking about grabbing a pair of her awesome riding tights. So let's get to the interview. Here's Leela Reynolds. Hey, Leela. Welcome to the podcast today. Hey, Mandy. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Oh, well, I'm happy to have you. We saw each other in person a few months ago back when I was visiting Arizona. It was the first time we actually met face to face, but you're one of my social media friends. So I just love having these chats with folks on the podcast. Yeah, the power of social media. It was fun to have you in Scottsdale. Oh, it was a great visit. And we had a good time going out and grabbing some dinner and drinks and just, you know, talking about female entrepreneurship and empowerment and all of that exciting stuff. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that today, which is something I'm excited about. So you have two different brands. You have Cavalier Couture and you have Social Exchange Marketing. So you are just one of those women that's just super dominant at social media. You're doing amazing things. And one thing that really has always stood out to me about you is that you are super authentic in all of your branding. 
whether it's your, you know, your apparel line or your social media marketing business, you are always super authentic. And that's something I really want to dive into today with you is how to be authentic in your brand and how to just weave that into your business in a way that people are receptive to. So I'm excited to dig into that. Me too. Me too. It's it's a huge part of my brand and a huge part of who I am as a person. And it's something I've had to work on throughout my life. And I think a lot of people can relate to me when I say that. So <laughs> absolutely. Well, why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about your apparel brand? So I started Cavalier Couture in 2017. So I was riding with one of my old trainers named Kimberly Monk. And I was wearing a pair of Lululemons. And she was like, Oh, my gosh, are those, you know, are those riding tights? And I was like, No, no, they're my Lulus, you know, and she said, Oh, well, too bad. They're not riding tights. And at this time, it was, you know, a little bit before kind of the riding tights with pockets, you know, comfy clothing craze came out. At this time, there was, I believe, Carrots was doing them and maybe horsewear apparel. And I got off my horse and I was like, you know what? Too bad these aren't riding tights. <laughs> <laughs> and I had just sold my first business called Arabian Horse Exchange. I was, no pun intended, chomping at the bit to really start something new. And so I went home. I did some research and there wasn't really any riding tights brands out there with a big enough cell phone pocket. Like my carrots, they would kind of, the cell phone would peek out the top. It wasn't in a super comfortable spot and I didn't love the fabric. So I kind of modeled my fabric after the Lulu fabric, high waist, no roll down, deep pockets. And after about a, a year, because I've, I've never done clothing before, and I had no idea how to design clothing. After about a year of figuring it out, I was able to start Cavalier Couture and have product rolling in. So I started with one pair of uh, riding tights. They were black. And uh, now I have over 300 items in my store. So <laughs> what an incredible backstory. So I personally wear Lululemon. So I know what you're talking about with the, the fabric. If For anyone that's ever worn Lululemons, they are very soft. So I love that you modeled your fabric after that. And I don't think they, Lulu's never really had pockets, right? Is that something you were they, saying? They, they, they don't really have pockets. Do now, but they didn't at that time, I don't believe. But I designed the cell phone pocket myself. I had one of those big giant iPhones that like kind of shouldn't be an iPhone. It should be an iPad or like a laptop. Yes. <laughs> and I, I measured that and I sent, you know, the dimensions over to the manufacturer that I was using and had them make it even a little bit deeper. So my tights, you cannot get that pocket, that cell phone out of your pocket. I mean, it is not going anywhere. And the, the fabric kind of just like slowly folds over the top of it to just kind of create like its own little safety net in your pocket, if you will. So I love that. Such a great idea for riding leggings in general. And I'm going to have to get myself a pair of your, yeah, <laughs> of your riding pants. Yes. And I'm a Western rider, but I like to be comfortable. So to me, I don't really worry about what I'm wearing. I just am all about the comfort and the ease of use. And the fact that you can have your cell phone in the pocket is a huge benefit because Western riders can probably attest to this. When you put your cell phone in the back pocket of your jeans, forget it. It's coming out. It's not going to stay there. It's not comfortable. No, <laughs> no. So one thing I know about you, like I was saying, is that you really, really show up in your brand. And anyone that takes a look at your social media, they see you wearing your apparel line. They see you posting 
real and authentic messages. And you were very much involved in just like the, the overall marketing of your brand. And you don't really see that a lot in other brands, especially e-commerce or apparel lines. You don't really see the maker involved in promoting their products like that and showing up in such a vulnerable way. So why is that something that you've chosen to do in your marketing? Well, first things first, I'm a I'm a one woman show. I'm a small business owner. I don't have the funds to, you know, hire people to do the whole shebang. I also, you know, I'm a bit of a control freak. So I want, you know, to have things done by myself and the way I like to do them. So I guess that might be the first reason why you see me so heavily involved in my brand. The second reason is I'm a mental health advocate outside of my work. And positive messaging to me is very, very important. Body positivity is extremely important to me, which is why I also made my brand a body positive and body friendly brand. I have sizing that goes up to size 24. I have three XLs and tops and joggers and sweatpants and all of that stuff. I want people to know that every single body type can be a beautiful rider. Like my clothes and equestrian sports are for every body, not just a size zero, not just a size two with long legs, right? Like we are all supposed to enjoy horses. And I think that's messaging that is not out there in the equestrian world enough. So once I started a clothing brand, I decided to make that the forefront of my messaging. I used to be, you know, like I used to be a size two. I'm now a size 16. I have Cushing's disease. I went through a few other things that made me gain weight outside of my control. And, you know, I just really wanted to make sure that people understood that you are still accepted no matter what your size is. And so for me, that kind of messaging and that authenticity in my brand and also mental wellness in the equestrian world was really just something I so focused on. And I just don't feel like anyone else could get that message across as well as I can because it's something that I have struggled with throughout my life. I think it's so important to be real about those things too because when we don't talk about them that's when you know others experiencing similar things feel like they're very alone exactly exactly and it's it's tough in the equestrian world i mean if you're you know over a size 10 or sometimes i've seen it even with girls that are like a size 8 where they get made fun of or like you know told that they're too big to ride their horse and you know just crazy things that are so unhealthy to be telling people. And I just didn't want to be one of those brands that was continuing to promote that messaging. Mm. There's something to be said too about a brand that has depth like you do. And I think that people probably will choose to do business with you just due to your realness. And that's that's one of the things that I really want to hone in on is that you are so real in everything that you put out there that I see it and I'm like, wow, there's a lot more to Leela than I even knew when I had dinner with you, <laughs> you know, back <laughs> last year. And I've really, really just like loved to seeing your journey and hearing more about what you do because it just makes me admire you even more as a fellow, you know, female entrepreneur. Oh, thank you. That makes me really like my heart happy. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. So I want to address for people who have a business, whether it's an e-commerce business or someone who's starting an apparel line, maybe it could go in a couple of different directions. But there's a lot of fear around what people will think when you put your true and real self out there. 
Have you experienced any kind of fear by just like being super honest with people that you don't even know? You know, of course, there's always a little element of fear to being authentic because everyone has varying opinions, right? And of course, opinions are like, you know what, everyone has one. (laughs) (laughs) When in a society where, you know, everything is so internet based, and people have become, you know, keyboard warriors and all those things where we're, we're in a society where we don't say things to people's faces anymore. We can sit behind a computer and say them. Mm-hmm. You know, people are a lot more prone to being cruel than they ever have been in the past. I've had people, you know, DM me telling me that I'm promoting uh, horse abuse because of the body positivity factor, you know, crazy things like that. And sometimes I'll sit back and it'll hurt my feelings. But then I have to, you know, take a step out of that and say, what they're saying isn't true. That's coming from their internal issues, not mine. And I need to keep doing what I'm doing. So I think the fear, though it's present, it's something that I quickly get over because of the importance of the messaging that I'm trying to convey. And that's not just in, you know, my business, that's also in my personal life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing I think we do too as business owners, especially when you're a solopreneur like you is, and like myself too, we put everything that we have, like our heart and soul into growing that business. And it's just, it's every, it means everything to us, right? And putting it out there in front of the world only to have, you know, the the handful of naysayers that will pop up. It's really hard not to focus on those people. It is. But you know, I have so many great customers. And the naysayers, they, they don't really matter in comparison to the amount of wonderful people that tell me what a great job I'm doing and how much they love my brand. And, you know, all of the positivity that comes from being who my brand is and being who I am, like the few people that have something crappy to say, they really don't matter at the end of the day. And I might, you know, get upset for 25 seconds. But then if I sit back and remember that there's so many people who don't feel that way, it's not really any skin off my back. What do you do when those messages come in? Do you reply to them? Or do you hit delete? It depends on like what the messages are, I think. My first suggestion, like my first thought is like, I want to reply back with you know, you're a jerk. Um, what did your <laughs> how did your mother raise you? But of course, I have to take a step back and be like, that's not productive. Sometimes I won't respond. But the majority of the time I will respond. And I will say, you know what, I'm very sorry that you feel that way. But this is my brand. And how you feel about my messaging is irrelevant to me. <laughs> And I wish you great luck. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. But thanks for your opinion. Like, Mm -hmm. I have learned to just rise above the people who just want you to be below them. You know, you don't say comments like that, because you actually feel like you're better than somebody you say comments like that, because you feel like you're beneath that person. And you want them to feel that way, too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. you want them to feel at your level. And I just refuse at this point in my life and at this point in my brand to have that affect me and to stoop to that level, you know? 
Yeah, it's I might want to throw my phone out the window. (laughs) I know. First instinct is you want to write something mean back. I think at least it is for me. There's some bad words that pop into my head, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that was the tame response, but I can think of many things I would say to someone that was being mean to me in a message oh, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> so between between Kavalier Couture and then my mental health blog, trust me, I get I get a mouthful on, on the regular. Uh well, so there's a difference between, you know, trolls that are just being mean to people who are actually like taking it to another level and like saying things about your business and your product. So most e-commerce business owners deal with this at one time or another. But when someone goes online and starts saying something that's not so positive about your brand, what do you do when that happens? Well, if it's something that someone has gone and like, publicly harassed my brand. I had that happen recently where someone went on and publicly trashed my brand in in an Instagram post. And that one I had to, you know, comment on the post and say, you know, I'm so sorry that this happened and try to remedy it that way. Otherwise, you know, there's not much I can do other than just to let it roll off my back. You know, someone's always going to find a fault in something, no matter who you are. I mean, I don't know if you've if you recently saw that Marie Callender's thing where the woman like stuck the pie into the oven and like burned it, (laughs) probably like a nap. And then she blamed Marie Callender's for it. Like, that's the kind of stuff I usually deal with. And I'm just like, thanks a lot, Marie Callender's. I did see that post and I I bet some of our listeners saw that post as well. And it was around the holiday season. And if, yeah. if you're listening and you don't know what we're talking about, there was a post where a woman baked this, what was it, like a chicken pot pie or something. Chi- I think it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And she obviously had the oven either like way too hot or she left it in there way too long. And she took a picture of her burnt pie and posted it to Marie Callender's Facebook page and basically blamed them for the issue. The internet had a heyday with it. Like, I'm laughing just remembering this post because it was was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) But that's pretty much as any company that sells something that people are going to buy. That stuff's just going to happen. And I'm so glad that I got to see that with Marie Callender's because now anytime I get a complaint, that's kind of like that. Like someone caught their tights on a nail and then they come back to me and are like, mad about the, the fact that they ripped their tights on a nail. I'm like, thanks a lot, Marie Callender's. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know? everybody <laughs> it seems like <laughs> it seems like everybody wants something for free. And sometimes you're going to run into people that are just like, oh, please replace this for free, even though it wasn't your oh, fault. Every, all the time. And I'm so lucky, though, that, you know, my tights are really so well built that I very rarely have customer complaints. So this is not something I deal with on a regular basis. I think I've run into an issue like this maybe four times since I've been in business since 2017. I mean, I very rarely like run into unhappy customers, which is such a good thing. No, it's great. And one thing that I saw happened when you shared with your your Facebook audience about this complaint was that a bunch of people who really, really love your product came in and were like, oh my God, well, I love my writing tights that I have from you. They've lasted forever. They're so durable. And I saw that they really rallied around you and supported you in spite of that one comment that somebody else had made. Yep. And yep, that's the actual situation I'm referring to. So yes, 
it's great. I just I I really have great customers and the the handful literally it, it might not even be a handful of people that behave that way. It's literally not even anything I can complain about when I see so many amazing customers that I have. Yeah, and it's it's really I think it probably feels really good to seeing all of those folks just come out of the woodwork and show their support for your brand. And if anything, that person got you extra publicity because all of your customers were saying really positive things about you. They did. And they did. And it's so funny. I keep relating it back to the stupid Marie Callender's thing. I'm so sorry. But I was driving <laughs> like four weeks ago somewhere and I saw Marie Callender's, which I hadn't been to in a long time. And I stopped and I had to go eat there just because of that whole situation. And I do definitely think that that tights complaint did give me more business too. Because <laughs> I was like, well, here I am eating at Marie Callender's because of that review. <laughs> it's so funny how that works out. It really is. So, you know, all that to say, just because some negative feedback pops up every once in a while that may or may not be true, depending on the situation, sometimes dealing with that, if you deal with it in the right way, can end up, you know, acquiring more customers. Yeah. And sometimes I do. There is something that is valid that'll pop up. And when it's valid, I'm always like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. That's not typical of my brand. Let me send you a new pair. And I've never had any issues. People are always happy with my customer service and my products when, you know, it's, it's, my customers are so easy to deal with my good ones. So, well, let's dive into a little bit more about your products because I know that you have a new line that's coming out soon. So tell me a little bit about what's going on in your business and what's new these days. So it feels like there's a lot. I've been adding a lot of new products, like it's kind of like a whirlwind. It's been so fun. Like I said, to see the growth from having one pair of black riding tights to now is just, it kind of leaves me speechless. But I just launched a competition line. So I think that that's the newest in my little uh, hemisphere. So I have the Passage riding tight, which is a dressage competition tight. And then I will have the Oxer tight, which is for hunters. Um, it'll be really fun. So the logo you just can't see. Um, it's blended in with the material, but they are approved show tights. So no longer do you have to deal with breeches, which will be really, really nice. <laughs> Those are so uncomfortable. I'm always cranking out new jewelry pieces with one of my collaborators, Hello Luna Creative. She's incredible. This girl is amazing. All of her pieces are made to order. They are 100% recycled sterling silver. She makes them herself. Like she has a blowtorch and she makes all of her jewelry herself. Oh, wow. She hand mines all the stones. So no, not one stone is the same. It's really, really incredible what she does. So we design new pieces together uh, about monthly. So keep an eye out on the website for those. I'm about to release another collaboration with Dreamers and Schemers for some boot socks. Uh, new tops come on the website every week. So we kind of have new things rolling out pretty consistently. You just got to keep up with the website. Oh, perfect. Well, looking at your Instagram, I think we met through Instagram actually initially, we wasn't did. it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyone that looks at your account can see all of your really positive messaging, but you also have really great brand consistency. 
And I, I do think part of this is because you have such a great background in social media marketing. And so everyone can go to your Instagram account and look and see and be like, oh, wow, you know, here's some really great product photos, some really great positive messages, just overall about horsemanship and riding and body positivity. So how have you intertwined Instagram into your marketing for your e-commerce? Well, Instagram for me is like the platform that I enjoy the most out of all the social media platforms. Facebook is not my favorite anymore. I used to like it, but I've kind of dwindled away from it. Instagram, I just I just like how people interact on Instagram. It's just a really, like I said, a really enjoyable platform for me. And I think that it's it's nice that we can share photos and videos. So that's where I'm most active on on most of my marketing, actually. So if you're, you know, most people that come across my brand, they're going to come across it on Instagram. And that's because, you know, there's a lot of different content you can share on there. You know, you can share product content, you can share inspirational content, you can share videos. So that's probably why you think my Instagram is so, you know, <laughs> so on point, because there's so many different types of marketing you can do on Instagram. And I'm an Instagram marketing specialist. So there's that. Well, too. it's a really good combination. <laughs> <laughs> what is something that you've learned over the years since starting your business that you feel might be helpful for other people who are in a similar position, maybe just getting started out? Let's see. So for entrepreneurs, especially new ones, I think that my my main tips for them would be find your niche because just starting a business without a honed in niche is your surest way to fail. You have to have a niche that you fit into that is different from somebody else's. And if it's not different, you have to figure out how to make it different or make yourself different. My second tip would probably be do not skimp on branding. If you need to hire a social media person, hire a social media person because that is where, you know, you're going to get your brand seen. And branding is the number one most important thing for a small business that you just have to spend the time, the money, and all of your tools when starting out on getting your business branded and seen. I love that. Really good tips. Well, you and I were talking, Lila, you're going to set up a discount code for listeners of The Lead Line. So for anyone tuning in, we're going to drop that discount code in the show notes. So if you're looking for that, take a look at the show notes. And Lila, where can people find you online? So obviously my website, which is www.cavaliercouture.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, Cavalier Couture, one word, and on Facebook, Cavalier Couture. Perfect. Well, Leela, I really appreciate the messaging that you brought to the podcast today all about, you know, positivity and authenticity. I think it's something that's super important in business. And it's something that you're doing really well. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. And hopefully everyone else remembers too to stay true to themselves no matter what everyone else says, does, or thinks. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're a horse business owner or equestrian professional, I'd love to invite you to continue the conversation in our free online community just for you. The Leadline Facebook community is a great space to network, get advice, and even recommend guests you'd like to hear on future episodes of the show. You can become a member by visiting theleadlinepodcast.com slash group. That's theleadlinepodcast.com slash group. And join the conversation today. I'm Mandy, and I'll see you next time. Bye.